Coming up next to the Sean Casey Show, it's time for the Casey Commentary. And on this Christmas Day, the story of George Washington's crossing of the Delaware. Thanks for joining us once again for the Sean Casey Show and the Casey Commentary on this Christmas Day 2021. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you for joining us and downloading our podcast each and every episode and our new Saturday offering, which is all new fresh content called the Casey Commentary, uh, shorter in nature, but still just as important in the times in which we live. Uh, on this Christmas day, it is important to not only remember the reason for the season, uh, the birth of Jesus Christ and uh, for Christians all around the world, but it's also uh, an important time to remember uh, in the very early stages of our country and uh, the, uh, the trials and tribulations that uh, we had to endure, uh, including uh, the legendary crossing of the Delaware uh, by then General George Washington and the Continental Army's famously crossing the Delaware River on on this day, uh, December 25th, 1776, and of course, including into the next day. Um, and again, you have to remember, this was coming after a, a period of a number of defeats, losing New York City. Uh, and uh, a lot of New York, uh, we had to retreat after Washington's army was routed by the British in so many areas of New York. Uh, we were in desperate need of some kind of moral victory. And while the crossing of the Delaware and the Battle of Trenton uh, did not lead to a great strategic military victory, it did lead to an important moral one. And that is, it showed America and our then uh, Continental Army and fellow Americans, that under the leadership of General Washington, uh, even a ragtag bunch of men uh, were able to endure not only the British and the Hessians, but the elements on that evening and come out with a win. And that is what emboldened and I think powered uh, the Continental Army to a series of very important strategic victories in the days and weeks to come. So why was General Washington and this, by the way, you can find a lot of this information at mountvernon.org, uh, the home of General and President Washington. So, so why were he and the, uh, bedraggled, um, uh, Continental Army trying to cross the ice choked Delaware River on a cold winter's night? Uh, Washington was trying to conduct a surprise attack upon the Haitian garrison of roughly 1,400 soldiers located in and around Trenton, New Jersey, hoping that a quick victory would bolster the sagging morale in his army. Encourage more men to join the ranks. Uh, and, uh, of course, his attack plan included three separate river crossings, but only actually one made it across that night. Uh, and, again, it was um, it was the role of General Washington and some of the other soldiers. Uh, they, they were bringing big uh, military guns, uh, three-pounders, four-pounders, six-pounders, and others, having to get them in these, these cargo boats, then called Durham boats, uh, it was not an easy crossing. Now, at the narrowest, about 300 yards, uh, you probably have seen the famous picture of Washington standing up in the boat. Uh, the guy holding the flag in that boat uh, was then Lieutenant James Monroe, who would go on to be wounded in the Battle of Trenton and then become the President of the United States later. Just a little bit of uh, trivia for you. But spies and deserters had informed the British and the Hessians that Trenton was likely to be attacked 
lurking within Washington's headquarters was a British spy. By the way, he's never been identified. The spy was privy to the early deliberations of Washington's War Council and correctly passed along to British Major General James Grant that Washington's army was looking to attack north of the river. He then passed that information along to a British general who passed it along to a colonel at Trenton. And while the general, the British general didn't think Washington would attack, he did command uh, the colonel in Trenton to be vigilant. And, of course, um, they, there was a little bit of an arrogance on the British part. Uh, the colonel, the British colonel then dismissing the threat, stating, well, let them come. Uh, why defenses? We'll, uh, we'll go at them uh, with the bayonet. Meaning they weren't concerned about the ragtag Continental Army. And uh, Washington's force used a collection of cargo boats and ferries to transport his men across the Delaware. And as I mentioned, several of those were heavy artillery pieces at the time. Experienced watermen from New England and the Philadelphia area ably guided the boats across the challenging river. Now, one factor in General Washington's favor was the large number of these watermen uh, knew the uh, knew the, the layout. They knew the terrain. The British did not. Uh, and uh, this started in, uh, again, Bucks County, uh, Philadelphia. These were experienced watermen, uh, many of them familiar with the very exact stretch of river. Uh, and so they knew they knew the lay of the land. They knew the river itself. They knew the best place to cross, when to cross. And this happened during a horrible storm during a nor'easter uh, that uh, these are northeast storms that basically uh, heavy winds and rains and uh, this was, um, again, the average temperature that night was about 29 to 34 degrees, so you had a little bit of ice and snow. And by 11 o'clock that evening, when the um, when the invasion or the crossing began, while the boats were crossing the river, a howling, howling nor'easter made the, the, the crossing even more miserable. It was already cold, and one soldier recorded in his uh, log it blew a perfect hurricane as snow and sleet lashed the uh, Washington's army. They had, they had a tough time staying warm and staying fed to begin with. Imagine now, and again, the element of surprise here, uh, would the Americans be so crazy enough to attack during the middle of a horrible storm? Uh, the British didn't think so, and uh, I think uh, that was a miscalculation on their part. So it shouldn't be all that surprising that uh, Washington's carefully choreographed attack plan uh, should have really fallen so far behind schedule. His men were tired, as I mentioned. They were hungry. They were ill-clothed. They had to march many miles through the dark and the snow just to get to the river crossing. And from there, they had to board boats at night during a frightening nor'easter storm. Finally, as they get across the river, uh, Washington was dismayed to discover that he was a full three hours behind schedule. His plan had called for another march of 10 miles to the outskirts of Trenton on roads that were now slick with ice and snow. And so with every delay, Washington feared his army would be caught in the open, magnified. So what did what to do? Uh, General Washington was seen brooding on a crate near a fire. He later wrote when remembering his this fateful moment, quote, as I was certain there was no making a retreat without being discovered and harassed on repassing the river, I determined to push on at all events, end of quote. Uh, with that, the Continentals brought a great quantity of artillery across the river, uh, providing uh, great uh, support. Uh, and uh, the Delaware River, as I mentioned, less than 300 yards wide at the point where the Army had crossed. And it's mo- most likely, although there are no pictures or accounts of this, that 
These Durham boats and flat ferries were used across or probably fixed to a wire strung across the Delaware, and that might be one of the reasons they were able to get through there. Uh, you might recall, you probably have seen the painting in 1851 by German artist Emanuel Lutze. The uh, Washington crossing the Delaware became a sensation on both sides of the, the Atlantic. It was painted in Germany. It shows a bold General Washington navigating through the frozen river, chunks of ice in the river, with his compatriots braving the elements on their way to victory at Trenton. Uh, and again, while the painting was in Germany, Leutze uh, hoped that this brave episode in pursuit of American independence and Republican rule would stir his fellow countrymen to more liberal reforms. And in the fall of 1851, the painting was shipped to the United States, where it wowed audiences in New York City and the U.S. Capitol Rotunda in Washington, D.C. The New York Evening Mirror boldly called it the grandest, most majestic, and most effective painting ever exhibited in American history. And so we were on to great lengths to make this portrait accurate, and you can now see that painting. It's on display at the American Gallery at the Met, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. Um, so just some other facts, fun facts uh, here about the Washington Crossing, which occurred on this day in 1776. Colonel Henry Knox was given command of the river crossing Operation It took the American Army roughly four hours to march from the river crossing site to the outskirts of Trenton. As I said, temperatures were about 29 to 33 degrees, brisk winds, snow, sleet coming out of the northeast. Uh, future U.S. President James Monroe uh, was actually wounded at the Battle of Trenton. Uh, Washington chose the challenge or countersign of victory or death for his forces who crossed the river. George Washington was 44 years old at the time of the Delaware River crossing. And, of course, the roughly, he had about 2,400 uh, troops, the roughly 1,400 Hessian soldiers uh, surrendered at the Battle of Trenton. Uh, and thus begins the first major moral victory, soon to be led with many more strategic victories in our war for independence. And that is the legendary tale of the crossing of the Delaware on Christmas night, 1776. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Thanks for joining us for this uh, version of the Casey Commentary. Again, a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh, We'll be back next week with all new episodes as we continue to fight for our remaining independence here in the United States of America. Until then, stay free. (laughs) 